Yeah, do you want to hear another uh, joke about a wig? Sure. Buckle up. You're listening to Terminal Exchange. everyone, I'm Philip Adams, and this is episode 27 of Terminal Exchange, the official podcast show of Newsbomb Transportation. This week's episode is just a little different from our typical in that we are spotlighting two of our 40X teams. We've got Jenny and Michaela from the accounting team and Brian from the load planner and account manager team. Both teams are making serious efforts to improve the overall experience here at Newsbomb. Now, we've talked about wigs before, but if you're not sure what in the world I'm talking about when I say things like, 40X or wigs. I'd recommend listening to episode 18 of this podcast for a more complete overview. But in short, 40X or the four disciplines of execution is the system designed by Franklin Covey to help people and organizations realize their goals. In 40X, this is also known as the wildly important goal or WIG. With 13 40X teams established within Newsbomb, we've got a lot of wigs happening around here. But all those team wigs lead up to the ultimate wig, and for Newsbomb, that's to reduce our driver turnover to 25%. We're working towards that in a number of ways, and you've already heard from several of our teams in previous episodes. One potential hot point for drivers, or anyone that collects a paycheck for that matter, is their settlement sheets. There's a lot of complex pieces that go into determining a driver's paycheck, but nevertheless, it's expected to be right for every driver. With well over 400 drivers each getting a check every week, there's bound to be some issue on any given week. Listen now as Jenny and Michaela share how their accounting team is working to minimize those issues and also improve understanding of the settlement sheet and other pay items. Jenny and Michaela, thanks so much for coming in here to talk about uh, what your team is doing in accounting. Jenny currently, uh, up to this point, has been the team facilitator and leader. Um, We're sad to see that Jenny is going to be leaving us here very, very soon. Uh, We are going to miss her, but we understand getting married. Congratulations, uh, but making a big move there. Uh, So thank you for your time with the team and in the department and your years here. So I would just want to say that first. And then we got Michaela here, who is going to now be filling the role of uh, team leader, facilitator, And, uh, but she's been part of this the whole time so far, right, Michaela? So, so not new to this, but, uh, just kind of new to the role. So, uh, so let's back up here. Then you've been doing, uh, this round of 40 X here since the beginning of the year or prior to that, when we started, um, you guys have chosen to work on some communication improvements. You want to just tell me what you guys have been doing so far. Jenny, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna point straight to you first. So if you want to open us up, what 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 was the first wig that you guys started with? Our first wig was to decrease driver settlement errors. Okay, and what does that actually mean? Then what 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 kind of errors are we looking at, and and how are you decreasing those? So an error is basically anything any payroll mistake that has to be corrected or adjusted on a later payroll. Okay. So basically something that didn't get caught on this payroll date was figured out uh, after the fact, and now you've got to adjust for it later. So uh, 
what was kind of your starting point there? Uh, your fear decreasing that was that really a, was that a huge problem or just kind of a just enough there that you could do something about? Um, payroll errors are really frustrating to us and the drivers. It's not like there were tons every week. I think we put that we were decreasing them from an average of ten a week down to two a week. Okay. I don't really think it was actually that high. Okay. But when, yeah, but like you said, it's kind of a big deal to, look, if you're going to get anything right, get my pay right, right? So uh, getting that statement and seeing that something's off and I'm not getting all the money that I'm supposed to be getting, that can be a big, big pain point. So it's it's a super important uh, thing to go after. So what have you done then to help uh, reduce the number of settlement errors that need to be fixed post-payroll? So. What we did is we made their the driver's statements available so they can preview them and then call in with any questions or concerns that they had, and then that helped us. It brought brought it to our attention, and then we could go in and correct it before the pay was finalized. Okay, and so the, and how early is that coming out? So that is coming out. Hopefully, our goal is Wednesdays at ten a.m. and then they have until noon to call in. And then we can get it fixed. So it's it's a small window, yeah. But it, it's a, it's better than what we had going before. Has that actually been beneficial? Have has there been quite a bit caught there? It's been huge. Um, we have caught in a lot before everything comes out, and then I think we're down to about give or take two errors. So it's been very helpful. That's great. So, so what are some of those things then that uh, you do see on a little bit more regular basis that comes through? Are we talking like accessorial type things like detention or uh, things like that? Is that what we're looking at that, that gets missed? Yeah, I would say a lot of it would be detention or layover, or breakdown pay. Um, sometimes where um, route pay can get missed where if ops had to go in and correct um, a load or something and then we have already calculated pay. So that would throw someone's miles off or mm-hmm. things like that. So, so we're talking about some things where there's just some timing differences and yeah. when uh, another department may have to enter something in and it may not be right away or within the time frame that needs to happen yes. in order for you to complete yep. payroll. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. And it sounds like you've, you've done a great job then having that early visibility has really reduced a lot there. Have you had good feedback then from drivers on that? Yeah, I would say we've had good feedback. It is a really short window, and if mm-hmm. they're driving, they don't always get a chance to see it. Yeah. So that's. Is there any chance that we'll be able to increase that window in the future? I know that'll be the next question that drivers would ask. So yes, um, I don't think we could close it any sooner to get it out to them. But um, the hardest thing is that. Paycor has to be finalized by 2 p.m. And so the 10 to noon window helps then give us like 30 minutes after that to um, fix the errors. But then um, whoever works on payroll, they have to have everything completely to enter to Paycor by 2. Gotcha. So that's kind of the downfall. But it sounds to me like probably you've been able to identify some of the common errors that then may be able to go back to the those other sources of the the error to maybe set some other checkpoints in place prior to even submitting or making sure that things are submitted in time 
mm-hmm. to you without having to have the driver find the error even still yes. in that two-hour window. Mm-hmm. So there's still some maybe some other little fine tweaking, tuning that can happen moving forward. But yep. So in addition to what you have been doing there with uh, your settlement sheets, you're also trying to uh, help drivers understanding of payroll and what's on their settlement sheets and everything that kind of goes into that as well. Correct. Yes. What, what is your, you've got another wig uh, set yes. up there. So what, what's that look like? So basically we have created five FAQ sheets. Four of them will go out to the drivers and then one of them is for operations. Oh, neat. neat. Um, the one for operations is basically, these are, um, it's more of like our um, timing issues and like, what needs to be entered for vacation days so it pops up to us and all of that. And then um, for the four going to the driver, we have CERT Red Awareness. Okay. We have 401k information, the reimbursement process, and then also just a general settlement sheet explanation, okay. just explaining it all in details. Other than that, yeah, that would be our four, and then the other one's just strictly for operations. I mean, who who really understands 401k? Oh, not me. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> I give Noah and Phil props. <laughs> so those sound great. And so what I would probably tell drivers here then um, is to check. Those are up in the info center. Is that accurate? Um, they will be going to link soon. Yes. Okay. So, so be checking info center in link uh, for those documents uh, that will – help with some of the understanding maybe you know if you've got a question on 401k or certified red and and pay and how some of that stuff works then go check that out see if your question's in there um that'd be a great tool uh for, for them to have a better understanding yes past that is there any more for you guys to focus on the the rest of this wig session i mean obviously you're going to continue working on uh, settlement sheets and making sure everything is is in order but um <laughs> I think I heard the other day something to the effect of uh, you're going to do a little bit of a follow-up uh, with the information that you've sent out here to kind of help make sure uh, there's good understanding. Mm-hmm. We will be posting another survey probably, we're, we're thinking around the beginning of August. Um, we'll push that out just to see um, how much those FAQ sheets helped the drivers and mm-hmm. just to see how much and see if there's a new FAQ. Yes, there might be. <laughs> that might lead to more questions. Yeah. So, But nice thing is those those documents can be updated and you can exactly. always add another question to them. Yes. Right. <laughs> Jenny, Michaela, thanks so much for everything your team has been doing in accounting. Um, I know you're, I never hear anything bad about you guys from drivers. <laughs> I, and maybe that part of that is, it could be your guys' great personalities and very sweet personalities. Um, part of it may be that they want to be nice to the people handling their, yeah. their checks. <laughs> yes. But no, I know you, you all do a great job. And uh, realistically speaking, everything is typically really spot on. And I think you guys do a fantastic job. And thanks for trying to, to communicate how it all even works. Because it's a very, very complex process to, of how an entire driver settlement sheet works with all these other things coming in, all the accessorials mm-hmm. you've got. Uh, driver bonus program and uh, referrals and uh, certified red and all yeah. just kinds of different stuff. It's so a lot <laughs> and and keeping that straight. I know the system helps with a lot of that, but still just mm-hmm. keeping it all in order and making sure it all shows up right is still a big task. So yes. thank you so much for everything that you guys have been doing and uh, look forward to uh, hearing more in the future, see how everything pans out. But 
Jenny, again, thanks so much for everything you've done. And uh, we'll miss you, but stop back by. And I know the the drivers out here will miss you too. Uh, so we want to give a proper send off here to you. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to invite Brian Cannon back to Terminal Exchange to share what the load planners and account managers are doing to improve home time for our drivers and how they are working to produce more accurate load assignments being sent out to the drivers. Of course, it wouldn't be a proper exchange with Brian if there weren't at least a few jokes, so please don't run away after the first or second eye roll. I promise there's a lot of good, serious conversation in this exchange. I don't know. So actually, Brian got you here to talk about uh, your team's 40x efforts. I honestly am coming into this with very little knowledge of what you guys are doing. So I'd love for you to explain to me uh, what you guys have been doing. We've been into this about at least seven, eight months now, really doing stuff. So yeah. what what have you guys been working on? Well, first of all, so are you asking me what my team's, are you asking me what my wig is? Well, what your team is doing you're, you're oh. lo- as load planners, right? Yeah, but you didn't like ask. Do uh, you want me to ask you, hey, Brian, what's your wig? Well, I got a few of them. I got I got a little blonde bob that I wear sometimes, and then I also on the weekends I want to let my hair down. I have a, a longer a longer wig with some curls at the top and some a little bit of uh, frost mixed in there. I was really avoiding walking into that, but I had to force that out. I just you, thought you I was really, really hoping that you'd ask what my wig was. <laughs> but before I get into the, into the, the wig, did you know? Did you know I'm 39 here, just uh, just a little ways down south here on 39, uh, a wig truck tipped over? I hadn't heard yeah, about it. pulling a whole 53-foot trailer, the wigs just tipped over all over the interstate, and I just think that's crazy. But um, they don't even know what really happened. But, right, there's, but authorities are still combing the area, for, you know, looking for clues and whatnot, so... Anyway, that's my wig joke. Is that okay? I, I'm, 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 I'm really trying so hard not to laugh. I'm trying to get people to tune in. <laughs> so, 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 but your team's actual wildly important goal, wig, is yes, is to do, <laughs> yes. So, we, thanks for bringing the humor, Brian. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's okay. So, we want to decrease home time misses. Um, from thirty five percent to thirty percent, that's already pretty good. Thirty five percent. So, our, so w- before you move on to that, we should probably define let everybody know what we define yeah. as a home time miss. Yeah. So when we hire when we hire drivers, um, they're asked what their preference is on what days they want to get home. Are they going to be a, a driver that stays out for two weeks at a time, three weeks at a time? Are they a home weekly driver? Um, if they're home on weekends, do they have a preference Saturday or Sunday? Once we establish what type of driver it is, we we have that in, on the load planner. It, sh- it shows with a little house icon um, when the driver is to be home. Mm-hmm. So what we want to do is we want to we want to pay attention to um, home time misses because one of the main things on the driver survey is uh, home time comes up all the time. Um, our scores are always really high, and even that score is high, but yeah. it comes up. So if we're thinking about driver retention and how to keep drivers. It's obvious that we look at the tools that we have, and one being the the driver survey, and it tells us everything that we're we're falling short on. Even though we our scores are very high, even if we're excelling in it, we know where our weakest we points know our are. weakest points, and some of those and some of those are home time misses. So drivers don't get home when they're supposed to, uh, if they don't make it home for an appointment when they're supposed to, anything that we have them marked off for at a certain time, and we don't 
get them there. That's home considered that, home time. And that also, if I'm not mistaken, includes how long they're at home. Is yes, that accurate? That's true. Yeah. So we're not anymore looking at a 34 hour break. We're looking for longer than that. And mm-hmm. um, I believe, you know, I always I always look at going if I can get a guy home for 45 hours or 48 hours or 50 hours, you know, and still make the next load and it works. That's what we want to do. So sure. We're trying to. It, we, the days of you're going to get home for 34 and then you're going to get out the door. Um, those days are, we're trying to put those days behind us as much as we can and uh, really l- limit those short time offs. That still happens. Yeah. It still happens more than we want, but th- we need to put those days behind us and we need to start focusing on the driver. That's our wildly important goal all the time, whether that's sure. our wig for or not. The drivers are the ones that keep us, you know, I always joke and not joke, but I always tell the driver, you're the one that keeps the lights on in here. You pay the bills, you mm-hmm. put on our table. Uh, you're important. Absolutely true. And, it, and, it, and it's important all the time. So, but we had to choose what we could directly affect the most. And we thought that uh, decreasing home time misses um, was one that we could definitely um, affect the most with our planning and um, our freight mix and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. We had more control over that. So we, we kind of targeted that. So what what are some of the things then that you're doing to to go after that and make sure that you're you're missing home fewer times? Mm-hmm. So if that's considered to be our wig, our sub wig is to um, we we want to increase the percentage of drivers that are within 300 miles of home from 70. Are we around 80 percent? Or I'm sorry, we want to make that around 80 percent. That's what our, what our goal is: get them home 80 percent of the time within 300 miles of their home domicile. As of what day was that? As of Friday. I think we were at 72% is where we started. We want to get to 80% by the end of the by the end of the wig. So we want to we want to be at 80%. We've been close to that. We've been on that hovering right around there. Some some weeks we dip back and it could be because various things, but there's plenty of challenges to that, but we have um, our IT department, which we all know is the best IT department in all the world. Um, they have created reports for us that come out weekly that we can monitor to see who you know where our drivers are at. Plus, all our planning tools tell us what the drivers' miles are, where they're at, and uh, it's right in front of us. We just got to keep a good eye on yeah. it and kind of look out and plan two or three days ahead if we can. Um, that's hard to do sometimes when freight's slow or if there's a holiday or that kind of thing. So there's definitely, um, opportunity there. Um, so that, that's kind of where we start, you know, where they're at. So, so if I can week. ask then that, that 300 mile number, um, that's not just an arbitrary number. There's a reason for that. I assume what does, why 300, what's that mean? Uh, and how does that, um, help make sure you're getting guys home? Yeah. Yeah. Just with um, with the way we drivers are starting off their weeks, we feel like if we're within 300 miles of home by by Friday, it's just a comfortable heading um, the right direction. Heading the right, right direction, yeah. We feel like it's a comfortable number, uh, no matter what their hours are. So that's about a half day of driving, yeah, comfortably, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to. We and we sometimes we stretch it beyond that a little bit, and, and we can do that to some degree. Because a lot of our drivers will work with us it, if they're supposed to come at 10 o'clock on a Saturday and they don't get them to one or noon or one still counts as a home time miss in our book. Yeah. Um, and we grade it that way, but the drivers um, will still appreciate it getting home. So that's just a comfortable number. I think we came up with across the board. Like I said, we've, we've been pushing towards that 80%. So. Yeah. 
what are some of the challenges with that? I mean, has that been difficult to, yeah. to accomplish? Um, some of the challenges would be um, um, just some of our freight mix in the irregular route system um, that have uh, appointment times and ready times that are strict and are hard to adjust. Um, breakdowns come into play. Uh, just things that come up um, when when freight's slow, it's a challenge because we don't know what the next load is and we can't plan out as far. And when freight is tight, it seems like we're, we really need to be kind of all hands on deck and all drivers, you know, be willing to, mm-hmm. to to take a load from a guy to make on time delivery. So we can't have our service suffer. So that the line that we walk is we want to take care of our number one customer, which is the driver. The driver is number one importance, but you also have to provide your shipper partners with yep. service. So your service can't can't slack and you can't have driver misses. So when it's when freight's tight, those those are the two that kind of fight against each other. So you got driver managers saying, hey, I gotta get this guy home. Planners saying, I gotta have this load there on time and I want to get this driver home. So I'm I, I'm willing to bet our planners like I am are driver advocates. So we 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 want that for the driver and that's tough sometimes. So those are the challenges just that work against each other. Uh, freight mix, um, especially in the irregular route, not having dedicated lanes, um, maybe uh, shippers that hold drivers up, maybe equipment issue, you know, issues or lack of equipment, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, so that that's that's the main lead measures is getting drivers in place and making it so that we can succeed and get them home. Are there other specific things that you're doing to, um, to help that out? Another thing that we've been working on is dispatches that go out to drivers um sometimes whether it's um error on our end or whether the, the computer um sends out a load the type of information that drivers are getting we want it to be accurate um mm-hmm. that's another complaint that maybe doesn't show up on the scorecard but a lot of drivers get frustrated with they get a load and the times don't match the times don't work out um and they they have to call in and ask their driver manager if it's the right time, the driver manager has to contact the CSR yep. and it causes a, a bunch of extra work. So another one of our leading measures is to decrease the number of loads that are dispatched with what we call um, incorrect times um, from 10% is where we were when we started to 5%. So we're trying to, when a load comes in, have it built with the correct information. Um, we don't want goofy times like 10.54 to, you know, so we tried to right. make that so that what they see is 10 o'clock or 1030. If it ends in a, a nice round number, round right? number like 30 or a five, you know, yep. like, like a 45 or something like that. So we've established that and that comes out every, that's another report that comes out every day, shows us what loads we've entered in incorrect. Um, so we can go back and see where we, where we missed the mark mm-hmm. on that one, I guess, so to speak. And then, um, I think that cuts down on it cuts down on uh, phone calls from the drivers. It cuts yeah. down on um, the work that the driver managers have to do. You know, a lot of times the drivers are they got enough to worry about. You know, <laughs> so they, to worry about if they, are these times correct or not. It's not, not something they should have to worry yeah. about. When they get the information from us, it should be accurate. So, um, giving them accurate dispatches and getting them um, moving as quickly as possible and getting them as close yeah. to home as possible all falls into what we do as load planners and contributes to the overall. Uh, wig yeah which is reducing driver turnover and sounds like that last part there of just make sure times are accurate that actually connects with what the driver managers are doing uh, quite a bit with their wig we just talked with douglas this last week and how he talked about 
trying to eliminate some of these driver phone calls coming in mm-hmm. that particularly are ones that we can prevent yeah. with just accurate information. So mm-hmm. there's some team effort there too. And even, you know, hopefully the driver managers are staying on top and checking too and double checking. Yeah. And you guys are working together internally here uh, so that drivers have all the best information possible and aren't calling in and saying, what are you guys thinking yeah. <laughs> on yeah. this? Right. Cause that, that, right. that's, that's the reality that does happen is like, did yeah. you look at this before it came to me? It came to me. Yeah. And the bigger we get, the more important it is to keep those calls that are coming in um, uh, down as far as unnecessary calls, because that just driver could be on talking about the load times and somebody with maybe a more important issue may be on hold. And yeah. by reducing the hold time, the drivers are on the line. Those are all things that add up, you know, home time, um, being at home, having the accurate information, being able to get a hold of your dispatcher and have an open communication, know what you're doing. Those are some reasons that I would quit a job. You know, if I was a driver, just to be open about it. If I was, I would get frustrated with that very quickly. Mm-hmm. And these are, and a far overall goal, WIG, or WIG is to reduce uh, turnover. Then we need to look at what, what where we're missing the mark, even if it's very small, we're going to have to continue to do that. Um, the companies that uh, decide, hey, our score is good enough, um, those are the ones that can't keep their drivers and have turnover. I mean, I don't know. Last time, I mean, last time I checked, I think the industry industry mark for turnover is it in the eighties, high eighties? You can say you can probably roughly say around ninety yeah. percent. Yeah. It's it. Last couple of years, it's been closer to 90, yeah. but it's definitely been up. Yeah. So we're aiming for 25%. That's uh, very unheard of. I don't know many yeah. many companies that do that, but it is obtainable. For, for an over-the-road fleet in the continental United States, mm-hmm. uh, to have a turnover that rate is a rare thing. And it's not us just being biased about it. That's yeah. that's the facts. There there are other companies that can be in that same, same arena, uh, but the reality is that that is not a typical find. Yeah, yeah. So that's and and we're working to go from. Uh, I think when we started this off, we we said we we're about thirty five. Yeah, thirty five um, or thirty. We bounced up to thirty seven at one yeah. percent, but I think we're back. Down. We're working to twenty five. We're at thirty, yeah. essentially right now, uh, give or take a few uh, tenths of a point or something there. But yeah. Uh, so I think some of the things that we're doing are great. I know that you in your position as a account manager, load planner, doing the things that you're doing, there's a lot of cogs work in there, a lot of variables. Um, I know you hear a lot, a driver will say, well, they knew I was going to be here. Mm-hmm. Why, yeah. why don't I have a load? It's not quite that simple yeah. uh, from a load planning. Do, do you want to talk through that process just a little bit? It's a little bit outside of the um, realm of the of the WIG per se, but some of that process of why yeah. we don't always have a load planned on a driver, yeah, you know, a, two days in, in advance. Yeah. And that's a common question that comes up all, all the time. And I was actually, I was actually thinking about that this morning when I came in, because we were, um, when we came in this morning, there was lots of different things going on. You know, it was, it's busy things kind of at night, different things happen. Things fall apart a little bit. Yep. The driver goes to a shipper and uh, the load's not there. Another driver has a breakdown and, those things kind of add up. So in the morning, um, a lot of times you're finding yourself, you're still working on yesterday's loads. <laughs> and I, and I thought about that this morning because it was like, it was around eight thirty, and I was thinking, um, I haven't done anything really towards looking at, um, the drivers that need to get moving on the loads. You're still, board. you're still finishing everything that was supposed to have really been done yesterday. Yeah, right. 
and, and that's just and that that's just that's a reason. It's maybe not an excuse, mm-hmm. but it, but it is a reason why. And we don't want to just make up excuses, but there there could be multiple things. I don't know if there's really one good way to answer that. Yeah. And a lot of factors go into it. A lot of times our customers um, <coughs> are waiting on production. They're waiting on load tenders. Um, maybe some of that, some of the areas that we don't have freight in, uh, it's hard to book broker loads. Brokers aren't willing to release those loads um, too early because they're waiting to get the best rate. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we want to hold drivers because we might have a, we have a customer that says, maybe I, I might have two or three loads here. I don't know. I won't know yet. I won't know till Monday. And you're afraid to book those guys on a broker load than have the customer call and have a better yeah. load. Yeah. So really what it comes down to is the guys that are, and part of it is uh, we just need to do better. I mean, that's just honesty. So we do, at, Sometimes we just need to do better at getting guys posted earlier, get them and find them loads quicker. Um, and sometimes it's just the loads aren't there and the freight's not there and the right load's not there. And you, you know, there could be extra guys in Iowa, but maybe we don't want to book those guys yet because we're, we don't know what another planner's area is going to be like yet. And you might have to send those guys there. So it's, it's frustrating. You have to have patience because it's a waiting game for us and we can't always plan ahead. A lot of times planning ahead will cause a lot of extra work. Um, well, you've got a lot of variables that happen in the meantime. Yeah. If you plan ahead, and you've got multiple drivers coming into the same region at a time. I mean, that that happens, too. You've got multiple drivers showing up in the same space. Uh, who's getting there first? What, what are hours going to look like? When's yeah. anybody getting unloaded? Um, but then you've got breakdowns that happen. You've got traffic. You've yeah. got holdup getting unloaded on the other end. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of different factors to take into consideration. Yeah. And when you start planning on somebody and then something falls through, now you're pulling that back off there when you already had something in line mm-hmm. and now you're moving it over to another driver yeah. and doing all kinds of extra finagling and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's hard. It, it's quite the position yeah. to be in. Yeah. And it's <laughs> a hard you. question to tackle because there's so many different ways you can answer it, but um, you could come up with a million excuses. Yeah. Sometimes I, sometimes we just need to be looking out and trying to anticipate. And sometimes it's a guess. You think you might just, you can always take more freight than you than you need, and and hope hope you can u- lean on your other planners and help each other out and cover it. And that's yeah. usually the best way to do it is just overbook in certain areas where you know guys are going to be. Um, some areas we don't even we don't have a lot of our own freight, and that's where we get sales involved and say, hey, we we're consistently brokering out of this area, and that may be something that they work on. It's something that they they want us to do, and they want us to tell them about it. So. That's never going to stop. I think we're always going to be trying to do better at that. Um, I don't. We've been. That's been that way since I started. We've always tried to uh, keep drivers, keep drivers moving, and I think we do a good job. I think we do a good job with it, even though we talk about it a lot and we hear a lot from driver managers that hey, my driver's been sitting an hour or two hours or whatever. Uh, if and I, and I don't want to compare, you know, other companies to us, but if you listen to other people talk, there are guys that layover quite a bit, you know, out there, especially when freight's light. And we don't do that. Um, we try to move our drivers. If we can't find a load, we'll move them to a spot where we, where we think we can get a load or we'll set them up or we'll at least communicate with them mm-hmm. uh, and say, hey, we don't have a load yet. I think it, that goes a long way. I think just keeping the drivers yeah. in the loop of what's happening, why you don't have a load, doing the best you can to explain why. And it may not make sense to them sometimes because they're not in our shoes and we're not in their shoes. So 
it's a matter of understanding each other, being patient with one another. And I think we got a good group of driver managers that take, that take care of their drivers pretty well and uh, communicate in a, a manner that uh, can at least keep them somewhat yeah. patient. Yeah. Well, I think part of that just speaks to the, the idea of not settling. You know, there's always more to be done. We can always do better. That goes along with our vision to be purpose driven. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just part of it and constantly innovating and working to tweak. And that's where 40 X process comes in and can really do a good job and, in helping us to focus on some of those uh, areas where we can get some big wins. So yeah. uh, have you, so far, just to kind of go back to what you've been doing as far as these home time misses, mm-hmm. uh, we, we might've touched on it, but as far as your progress so far, uh, you know, we've got a few months of official 40 X round three yeah. uh, to go, but uh, where do you stand? Have you made some progress there? Have you seen improvement? We have seen some improvement, um, but not enough that we, that we've stayed consistent at it. It's kind of goes up. It kind of goes back and forth. We've had some really good numbers and then we'll slide back just a little bit. Um, but I feel like we're going in the right direction. Even when we slip a little bit down, I still feel like overall awareness is a lot better than it was before. And the commitment to the driver is, is better And the communication. Uh, I can't say enough about the driver managers and what they do out there. I listen to them talk to their drivers and they do a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. So they're, we, we got, we got a great team. So, I think we're going to make our marks. I think we're going to make our goals. Um, and if, but if we don't, at least we set a high enough um, goal that where we fall will be better than where we started. Yeah. And I think that's the, the key. And then as we go forward with the next wig, um, if we choose to go that route, if it's something different, I think these procedures and policies that we put in place, I think they'll stick. And I think that'll contribute, continue to contribute to um, the ultimate goal that, that should always be, and that's driver retention, keeping our guys here because the longer we have drivers the better our our driving force is the more customers like working with us our on-time percentage is higher and i like to see more guys retire here you know i i've been here a while and i've seen a few guys you know several guys retire here and i love love seeing that that they made their career here and even some of these guys that have been here just the last you know 10 years or whatever i would like to see them finish here with us so yeah absolutely that's kind of the goal so Brian, thanks so much for sharing what your team is yes. doing. And uh, thank you for what you guys have been doing and all the work and sweat that you put into this and taking care of the drivers and keeping them moving. Uh, share that with your team and uh, appreciate having you here. Yeah. Do you want to hear another uh, joke about a wig? Sure. Just kidding. I knew that's exactly what was going to happen. <laughs> You've been listening to Terminal Exchange, the official podcast show of Nussbaum Transportation. Nussbaum is an industry leader in over-the-road freight transportation. For more information on Nussbaum's award-winning truckload services and top-paying driving careers, go to Nussbaum.com or NussbaumJobs.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Terminal Exchange. New episodes arrive every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts and share a little love by writing us a review. Then go deeper into each exchange or listen to previous episodes at our podcast page, terminalexchange.org.